I was recently studying for a talk I was going to give at a ladies' conference, and I was studying Mark chapter 8. In this chapter, Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? And Peter, I love Peter, so out there emotionally. He's all in. He's neither, he's not uh, going to be uh, warm, lukewarm. He is hot or cold. He is, all his emotions are on steroids. Um, Maybe you know someone like that or you have a child like that in your home. Everything is times 10 with Peter. Anyway, Peter was the first one to answer that question. He said, thou art the Christ. He knew Jesus was God. He was the first one that said it. Then Jesus began to teach his disciples that he was going to be rejected by the elders. He was going to be falsely accused. He was going to be killed. And he would rise again in three days. Well, this is not what they were expecting. I believe the disciples probably thought they were in this thing because Jesus was going to set up his kingdom then with him, with them on earth. And Peter did not like the idea of Jesus dying and, you know, being betrayed and and by the elders and dying on the cross. And he took Jesus, it said he took him and rebuked him. And, and, and Peter said, no, that's not going to happen. We're not going to let that happen. No way. Possibly he thought he was being loyal or I'm not sure what he was thinking, but he was not going to have Jesus dying on the cross. And Jesus turned to him in front of all the disciples and said, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. Can you imagine after you've just been so bold and said, you are the Christ and you just proved your colors, you are loyal, you are all in, that Jesus in front of all your closest friends called you Satan. He called you by name Satan and said, get behind me. He, I don't think he could have rebuked Peter any more strongly. Why? Why did he call him Satan? If you jump ahead, you remember the story of Peter and he was again proving how he was with Jesus to the very end. He said, I would never, in, I would never deny you. He told him that at the the last supper and Jesus said I'm sorry but you are going to deny me this very night you're going to deny me three times before you hear the rooster crowing and he said no way and that night he denied Jesus three times and said he didn't even know him after he had been with him for three years and he here's the interesting story Jesus did not point him out at that time and call him Satan when he was weak and scared and he wasn't living up to who he knew he was as a Christian and he faltered and he fell as a Christian. He did call him out when he told Jesus, oh no, 
You can't die on the cross. You're not going to do that. Here's the thing that I wonder about us. It is more satanic for us as Christian women to decide to take the gospel and God's will into our own hands and live it out the way that we feel like we should instead of living out the gospel and God's will in our lives the way God wants it done. Peter didn't want Jesus to die. He loved him. Jesus said that was satanic thinking. What is it that we feel like our life has to look like for us to be living the Christian life we imagine? If it has to look the way that we think it needs to look. Everybody's happy. Everybody's healthy. Everyone is, you know, um, on our side. (laughs) We don't have any problems. Uh, The suffering isn't there. Peter didn't want Jesus to do the suffering and the dying. And Jesus said, that is not God's will. God's will is that I die so that all men can be saved. Sometimes we have to allow things in our lives that we don't want so that God's will can be accomplished and Jesus can be glorified in our lives. And to say we won't take that to Jesus is satanic. He can more readily accept the fact that we falter and fail and we're not our best and we have to get forgiveness then when we on purpose decide to live out the gospel in our lives our way instead of the way that he has for us. So I just wanted to think about that in my own life. What would I not accept from God if he wants it for my life? I don't know the answer to that. Neither do you. And we don't need to worry about the future. We only live day by day. But today, and and in in the morning when you get up, and when I get up, let's think that through and really do some soul searching and decide, I want God's will in my life today. Whatever that looks like, I want God's will in my life today. I want his will to be accomplished in my family today. It's the highest priority of our lives. No matter what it looks like, that's what we want for our lives. It's a challenge. I don't know if I'm there, but I read this story and it convicts me. I want what God wants for me, my family, my church, my country, my friends, my community. I hope that you can say that too, and I hope we can mean it. Let's walk in love this week, loving God through loving others. Have a great week, friends.